from State Street in the heart of Chicago. You are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Do you have anything planned for uh, Valentine's Day? Happy Valentine's Day to you. Thank will you me. be my Valentine time model? I will always be your Valentine. Oh, that's so sweet of you. Yeah. Uh, big plans, not really. Wifey is in the city for some work, work? events. Yeah. And uh, she doesn't generally work. She usually works from home. So kind of a bit of an ordeal for her to actually head out of the house yeah. to go to work. So she Usually she works from home. Yes, and so she's in the city, so she probably won't be home till later tonight. So, so you and I are a couple of grizzled uh, veterans of relationship. I, yes. my wife and I have been together for thirty-five years, been married for thirty-two. Mm-hmm. My, uh, you guys have been together for. We have been together for actually just past. Uh, wow, I just I didn't even notice this or recognize this, but uh, we have been together for twenty-five years. Wow, um, and then there's the young the young guys behind the glass. Who I probably are all over the gifts and, and, and dinner reservations and all that stuff, right? No doubt. A uh, dozen roses, a box of chocolates. Cambos just pulling out all the stops. Cards in their future. Yeah. Must, mustache tricks from, from Z-Pack. He's got those on, on the agenda. Is that why you grew a mustache out? Is that why you grew it out? Oh, somebody's giving out mustache rides tonight. It's part of the gift. Yeah, it's part of the it keeps gift. On, the gift the that gift keeps the, on giving, yes, right? It keeps on giving. Tyler, of course, you know, is in the, both of them are in the throes of the, uh, the throes relationship. Of passion. Yeah. Okay. I, listen, I don't want to make it sound like I'm making fun of, no. you know, new relationships. It's jealous. Did you get her card? Unfortunately. <laughs> the Unfortunately. Card is, I am so done with the card. Okay. All right. I, I know you don't, I don't know reasons. if you wanted to save that for later in the show. No, I want to get into now it. We can do this Let's now. Let's roll up our sleeves. All right. I went to Target this morning to look for a card. Mm-hmm. All right. First of all, they have nothing generic. All right. Everything. Well, what, well, what are you looking for? You I'm, looking for a generic well, card, or are you looking for something that may actually touch the heart of your special someone? To whom what, it may concern. To, to what I'm saying here is they have the hickory dickory dock. They have the husband, the kids, the grandmother, the uh, teacher. They had a section for teacher. They don't have just a generic one that boyfriend can give to girlfriend. That wasn't in the arsenal I mean, when I went to Target. It just says relationship or no, love. That no. one wasn't there. Were no. they sold that, out? Did you show yeah, up too maybe late? Yeah, you got there late. Maybe that's what happens when you show Wait, no, up no, no, on no. Valentine's Day but morning. It, but there were no tabs that, like an empty tab. Like okay. the tab would still be there, boyfriend or girlfriend. So I go to Walgreens here across the street. That was a struggle too because, again, they, the afternoon of Valentine's Day, they're they all sold be- out. Well, no, it's, it's not that. It's that they don't make enough of the just generic card. For Valentine's Day. And the other thing, too, is you give the card, you, you write a nice little note in there, and then it's in the garbage in three days. Why, what's well, the point? Maybe your note didn't resonate enough for yeah, them to hold on like, to it. How many people- do you guys still have? I could guarantee you. Like I, I could just go cleared- home tonight. I'm good. I'll pull some out of the, uh, you, you have the dresser drawer. The archives? Yeah. I still possess one card ever. And I it will is a say Christmas this card that my sister gave me. Part of me... That what you're saying resonates with me. I guarantee you, I have two large, like you Boxes. know, the zip, the Ziploc bags, mm-hmm. the big ones, not yeah, the yeah. small ones, filled with cards. Most of them are from children, from my kids. kids. Yeah. yeah, that's different. But there are a couple of cards in there yeah, that my uh, my uh, my wife gave me. Yeah, I'm. 
Definitely. But they're not, not, not Valentine's Day cards. Yeah. Like birthday cards or maybe anniversary. Really the only time I think we actually celebrate anything anymore, the two of us, is anniversary. Mm-hmm. At, like, I mean, my, my birthday's in next week. Her birthday's next week. Mm-hmm. We really, I mean, we're not buying anything for each other. Is it a bad look if you don't get a card? For? For Valentine's Are you Day. Kidding? At your stage of your relationship, I, have, I would advise you to get a card and maybe some flowers. I'm, I'm handcuffed to the card. Yeah, I think I, so. No, see, I do think my move, at least for a long time, with, was to go grab some flowers, whatever kind of chocolate candy or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But on the flowers, then on, on the card There's that like came the with little, the flowers, I write I a little... I didn't get that, though. See, when I... When I went to the the florist, you didn't get the actual little card. They didn't give me one. No, they well, usually shame on them. But they, they've never given it to me. I, like I go to the same mm. place every single time, and they're they're great there. They're like, dropping the ball though I, with no, no, not no, giving no. you a card because that's your never, easy out. I will never complain about that place. Okay, I walk in and it is the easiest process in the world for the most clueless person <laughs> when it comes to the flower giving to flowers and and anything that has a stem on it. Like. I am lost when I walk in the flower shop, and I did go into a flower shop well, they, one they, time. You, you walk in, they know they have a mark. They're like, "All right, this yeah. this guy's yeah, going to spend like, over." They start following you around. Right, exactly, yeah. but but I I walked into another florist, and they're giving me attitude about it, mm. and they're like, "Oh, like what do you want?" And I was like, "I have no idea what I'm doing here. Just if you could well, just pick something out for me." That and then you get the side eye, and it's like, "Oh, now I have to put in the work." But this other florist that I went to, mm-hmm. fantastic. Well, that's they good customer did, service. They did everything for me. It was great. It, like, I tipped the florist there. Really? Because I tipped it was, everybody. Like, I, they have like a, would you like to leave a tip? And I yeah. said, you know what? Yeah, I would. That was fantastic service. I would never you have thought your to florist, tip a florist. But that florist was great. I, I think it's okay to tip the florist if they deliver the flowers somewhere. Like if they deliver flowers to no, your house this, from someone, this I'm is not, almost. But I think they actually think earn the, the perfect, tip more. Yeah, okay. this was the perfect situation because Tyler, yeah. as he stated, walks in clueless, has no idea, and now he feels like he's going to show up for his Valentine's Day affair with his lovely Brie, and then he's 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 prepared. He feels like he's going in with a a, a nice surprise. He's going to be pleasantly happy. Yeah. So they 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 did the work for him, exactly. and he, they earned the tip. I get that. Yeah. The card though. I'm done. Kevbo, do you share the same angst when it comes to the card? I'm not nearly as fired up as yeah. Tyler is about it. I don't know what's under his skin today. But uh, I, I I went a little different direction. I didn't purchase the card. I you stole it? No, I printed <laughs> I, I, I printed a card uh, from the internet that's more of like a personal... You printed the card? <laughs> yeah. I just not, I'm not being I'm not being critical. That. I've never heard of I've that. I've heard of people like making a card. You've like, never you heard of that before. I that's how you get. Not. That's Printing how you a card. You get a personalized card that's more you know Is like in tune, yeah. customized to to her interests. Like a Does laser jet printer or something well, yeah, that's like why all the colors and everything. I print for it. I printed it upstairs on the seventh floor. Full color. It is in full color. Nice. Well, yeah, you're at work. Hey, we're nope. taking advantage How of that about, new printer upstairs. Hey if, you, hey, if you need, take a couple wow. packets of paper yeah. home with you, too, if you need as, Waddle says that as a veteran of taking home no the doubt. paper. Listen, I do a lot of note-taking. No I, doubt. Need, I need paper. Print that up at home. And if there's, I always, you know what I do? Because there, there's a camera that sits up in the corner right where the... the uh, the fax machine is. Do you cover I, it when you have the... I, I, I use a spray can. I spray paint. I spray paint it. You know. uh, there is nobody... The, the vast majority of the people in our listening audience do not print in color at home, but they all print in color at work. Of course. There's no doubt about it. They don't even need to. I but think that's a great a luxury. move, Kevin. I just didn't realize you could print... 
Yeah, I mean, my kids out, wrote in a nice, personalized, uh, lovely little uh, but doesn't it look note like on the back. Does it look like it's been? Do you have it? Can I see on it? your person? Let can, me see. Can you can you show can it to Waddle? Can we tweet it out? I'm, I'm not going to show you guys. No, no. Oh, I need to see the sweet little note you yeah, sent. Yeah, we don't need but this, I'd like to see just the, the card. We want to see what we're working with here. You want to? Okay, from from a distance. I'll show you the one I got. Oh, yeah? yeah. So, I, can I read it? Let me have it. Let me read this. I haven't written anything yet. No, no, no. Not to the message. Your message is, is, is private. The card you I chose. Wanna, I want to yeah. read the card message. This, this, is, uh, this is my card, Waddle. This I is, like that, it's, yeah. Oh, is that I choo choo choose you? It's from the, no, it's from, from the, the Simpsons. Simpsons. Yeah. I, I literally. I, I just lit- saw that on Twitter. I love it. Yeah. Well, I literally told Dion that entire three-minute exchange of Ralph and Lisa Simpson, the I Choose You Valentine's Day episode. That's good. Um, on Saturday. And then Kevin comes through. That's a great it's pretty move good, right? You. Yeah. Thank you. Did you Thank make you, fellas. Like, chocolates from scratch, too? <laughs> no, I didn't do that. I'm okay. going to buy chocolates. This is this is Tyler's card. It's got a picture of Snoopy, Snoopy on nice, it. Nice. Nice. Can't go wrong Valentine's there. Valentine's Day isn't just about romance. It's also a time to think about the people who add joy and laughter to your life. In my case, that would be you. Hope you know that you're the kind of person who makes the world happier and a whole lot more fun. I love that. That's awesome. I, I'm not going to lie. That's my first time hearing what was in there. <laughs> <laughs> Although, you want to know, I did have a moment of panic, too, because when I was checking well, out. you thought it was a birthday card? No, no, no. <laughs> when I was checking out, you know how, like, Walgreens, you'll see your the items start to pop up on the little pad. And, and it when you're says scanning? Like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it has, like, a little breakdown, but it's kind of, like, broken up a little bit. And I see, like, card... Like V Day wife, and I'm like, oh no, is there something in there that I didn't read? So I, I did to... just, I, I wasn't really reading the words. I was just scanning to see if it had wife on here at any point, and I was just, I, I thought I would have to return it at some point, but I did not. Or go get a an engagement ring, <laughs> or get a ring. But <laughs> yeah, I think that return yeah. is actually, yeah, this is a little presumptuous. bit more cost see, effective. I think your lovely girlfriend will keep that card, especially after the special message that you will add to the card. That's a good card. Yeah, especially. Card. I would like to apologize to my wife publicly right now. I didn't get it. You want this one? I'll go get no, another no, one. <laughs> Can you get one that says wife on there, yeah. Tyler? I need one good. for you. No, but it's funny. I walked into the Walgreens across the street, and I see three of our guys from upstairs oh, also God. doing the same exercise. They were coming Full back panic. from lunch, and it was Ron, Sonny. Catazone had already got his card. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he saw me pick out this one. He was like, I got the same That's one yesterday. That's a good card. So... So were there, was, it, was the place just filled with guys? Oh my last God. second car buying. Like, you would have thought it was like a fantasy football convention <laughs> in that aisle. Someone had a Justin uh, Jefferson jersey on in there with a with a, uh, a bouquet great. of flowers. I love it. Well, I, it is to each uh, to each listen, their own. You I know? like this. See, we're 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 old grizzled vets. Uh, vets, you and, and I listen, of the love I'm game. I'm not trying to tell you no, that my approach like is the right approach. It's probably not. I like this. We, we're reliving our youth vicariously through Tyler Aki and Kevin Zipak today. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. It's good stuff. I man. sent my four daughters and my wife's on the text chain as well. I sent them all a Valentine's wish this morning. Actually, I responded to gift? one of them. That sent the Valentine's wish, and I responded to it. I think that's the extent. Got it. Yeah, it definitely, when you have kids, I think it shifts yeah. at some point to showering them with the chocolate and, you know, the uh, candy for Valentine's Day. I certainly, I ran out before uh, the show today, grabbed some uh, Rocky Mountain chocolate candy. Yeah, for, for your kids? For the kids, yeah. So. My kids got nothing. Well, they're out of the house. That's true. It's an empty holiday it, it, for the world. You know, it, it's, it's a little different when you have to actually send. That's true. You're now, now you're really starting to 
the 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 tab on the uh, Valentine's Day for delivery for four daughters yeah, elsewhere who are out of the house yeah. starts to get a little excessive. I would say it is true. The only thing I would say to your point, Tyler, about cards is they are. The, the bang for your buck, you have to ask, is it worth it, right? Like, now that's where I think ZPAC has gone the right route here. For I may take that course from now on. That yeah. was a, so that a, was a shrewd move. For, a little, for all the folks out there, if you have not yet purchased a Valentine's Day card, you don't necessarily have to. Print Kevin, Kevin ZPAC's telling you, go out there, find one on the internet. Look at this. Somebody's up having at work. something delivered into the building, a big Valentine's Day gift. Do you just have, like, the regular paper, or is it like a little cardstock, a little thicker paper? He's at work, so hopefully he pulled out the uh, photo. Did you bring the expensive paper to work today, Kev Bo, or no? Did I bring the expensive paper? You think I just have expensive printing paper? Well, I mean, if you're going to print a card out, I would hope that you printed it out on a higher... The the glossy version. It's a brand new printer. It looks fine. Yeah. It looked good from back here. I could actually see what it was, so I think it uh, works. It's from the heart, you know? It is. I thought it was fabulous. And it looked good. It was a very good-looking card that you sent. All right, so... All right, anyway. So Valentine's Day... I was just trying to delay the conversation that everyone consistently wants to yell at each other about. Oh, the quarterback, and what are you doing? You got to do this, and you got to... So I just thought we'd delay it with a little Valentine Day. Yeah, well, listen, it is uh, the day of love, so it it might as well. There's nothing wrong with that. No, it is. You had a whole list of things we didn't get to yesterday, too, didn't you? Yeah, and and, you know, there's something still on your mind regarding the overtime and how it played about. Yeah, let me just kind of clean that up as well, because I was watching watching Get Up this morning, and I wanted to respond, too. Like, we had Ian on yesterday, Ian Rappaport, and we should, a couple things, we should play Ian... So that the folks who missed it yeah. on the overtime rules, the decision, and also Kyle well, I can, Shanahan, too. I can summarize that part of it. Okay. He, he really wasn't bothered by the fact that that the players didn't know much about it or the decision that Kyle Shanahan made. And look, I, I, I feel differently. I didn't think it was the right time we had Ian on because he's a great information mm-hmm. you know, gatherer and, and disseminates it. And he's, he's a fantastic reporter. I didn't want to argue with him about it. I, I mean, I made my point earlier, and I have since the since Monday. I, I I thought it was a silly decision by one of the, my favorite coaches in the last several decades. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I still, to this moment, I still don't know what they were thinking. But he said something about he wasn't bothered by the fact that the players didn't know it, and I think you kind of were in the same train train of thought. And I just like again, I didn't think it was time to argue about that situation. We were having more of a conversation about. Uh, uh, about what he was talking about with regard to the report about the Bears only moving off the first overall selection if they got a historic haul. But I just, uh, this is what I would say if you're not bothered by Juszczyk and, and Eric Armstead not knowing the rules is, is are we, and again, I'm a, I'm a Shanny guy. Mm-hmm. I'd actually, I'd send a football Valentine card to, to Kyle Shanahan because I love his offense and how he designs plays and everything. If you haven't, as a team, which is a direct result of your coach, if you're not buttoned up on what the rules are, what else are you not buttoned up on? Think it's Does a- it extend beyond the overtime rules? And, and it's not just the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Like, these rules have been in place for, for the, the postseason yeah. for two years. Correct. The entire playoffs, yes. Um, so if you don't know the rules and you don't know them exactly now, and then I think Shanny talked about it yeah. today, too. Here was uh, Kyle Shanahan talking about the whether or not 
his team was aware of what the new overtime rules were. We did say, and we told everyone as we were waiting for the coin toss, hey, review everyone with them, make sure they're sure before we go out. So we asked the position coach to do that, but no, I didn't cover it in a meeting on the Super Bowl week. I don't think that changes anything. Um, we did it with our analytics department. We decided that going into the playoffs. What, you know, I think you guys know how I've explained how I make decisions with that stuff in the past. I take all the information I can get, um, especially ones I haven't been in, and um, our analytics felt that was the best way to go. But as you guys know, I don't always just go with that. Uh, I take into account what they say, what they think is right, and then I go off my gut in the heat of battle, and I knew what they felt going into it. And when I think about that during the moments I have to make the decision, I think the type of game it was did match what they felt was the best way to do. It did seem more like a field goal game. Um, and it even had been out there for a real long time right before that. So uh, it was no, I didn't feel at all to override that at the time. Look, again, I go back to if you're, if you're having to scramble to let your guys know before the ball's kicked off in overtime what exactly the rules yeah, are, yeah, then I don't think you've prepared properly. That's not ideal. I, and, and I don't want to overemphasize it and suggest that that had any impact on the outcome of the game. And I would just ask then, have there been other things with regard to rules, regulations, or anything else mm-hmm. that has been overlooked? I just don't think it's the, and maybe it's just me nitpicking, and I'm nitpicking a guy that I love. Yeah, watching no. him do what he does. I still think and he's the, the the other side of the 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 conversation was Andy Reid and his guys. Not only did they have the yeah. discussion in the preseason because they expect to be in the postseason, and the rules are different in the postseason than they are the regular season. I'm sure they went over it, and guys talked about going over it the week of the Super Bowl. It is no. It definitely leads you to question. You know what else is slipping through the cracks? And maybe there's nothing that has slipped through the cracks. But you open yourself up to at least the question: if the if your team wasn't fully aware of this, is there anything else that they haven't been, you know, and educated on? And now, what I found interesting that was yesterday when Kyle Shanahan spoke about the overtime rules, right? And but the day, you, like you, you agree now though that that that's a legitimate gripe from somebody who would say, "Hey, listen, I, maybe it didn't have a great impact on how the game ultimately unfolded. That you didn't know the rules, but that's not the look you want. It gives the look whether it's a hundred percent accurate or one percent accurate. It gives the appearance that your team isn't prepared in all facets of the game." And I'll, you know, I'm thinking it through. What I found interesting, so in that soundbite, we heard him say, remember, the the defense was a little bit tired. Yes, and I knew that that was the case, but then I would go back and I would ask you, well, uh, how much time existed between the final snap of regulation? Then they go through the process. There's a break. Then there's the process of the coin flip and the explanation of it all. There's ample Listen, time, I would think, and I've never played defense outside of the junior high level. A little bit. Yeah. I but, would. Well, here's the thing, though. So that was yesterday, but on Sunday after the game, when he was asked specifically about this decision, this was Kyle Shanahan on Sunday. Uh, it's just something we talked about with, you know, that none of us have a ton of experience of it, but we went through all the analytics and talked with those guys, and we just thought it would be better. We wanted the ball third. Um, the both teams matched and scored. We wanted to be the ones who had the chance to go win, and um, we got that field goal, so we knew we had to hold them to at least to a field goal, and if, if we did, then we thought it was in our hands after that. It looked like your, your defense was pretty gassed at that point in the game. Did that go factor into the decision-making at all to give them a little bit of rest? Um, no. 
No, we decided that before. So on Sunday, the defense being tired had nothing to do with the decision. Yesterday, when he's explaining, you know, listen, I, I'm again, I'm with you. I love Kyle Shanahan. He's I, one of these coaches that I would actually, if I was ever yes. presented with the opportunity, I would definitely consider giving up compensation, draft pick comp- compensation is part of hiring him. I'm with if you. I had to trade for him as a head coach, and I can't say that about many guys. But he's now he's switched his tune, you know, his tune here, a, you know, a day or two later he's saying that oh, he he's using that as an excuse the and, defense and, was guest. And listen, the the whole conversation I, I again, I appreciate analytics. I'm not married to them. I think they're part of the the equation. The the only analytics you could use would I would assume would be simulations, yes. well, game there, simulations. There were because no playoff games there, previously in, in the two in, in the year before and this year. There have been no postseason playoff games, and that went to overtime, right? Yeah. So I don't know how you use analytics, and analytics don't factor in the quarterback you're playing against. They don't factor well, into a lot of stuff. Theoretically, you you can build a model where they do factor in uh, having a better quarterback on the other side of the football. That could have come into play, but the truth is that when you're looking in an you know I, if you're looking at a model that's running whatever a thousand simulations, I don't know if you're running a thousand simulations with your input being the Chiefs versus your team, you know your team strengths versus their team strengths. Wouldn't obviously, you make the decision the decision would be heavily influenced for you based on the fact that that that. Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback for the other team. It would for me. I'm not giving that guy four downs yeah, or the options of a four-down situation. That's where we get back to, and I haven't really seen Kyle Shanahan address this. He clings to the fact that they wanted a third possession, you know, and had to have the option of being the winning team in a sudden-death scenario where a field goal would have won it for them. And by the way, like, they got their defense got the Chiefs into a fourth-down situation, but then... Patrick Mahomes converted it. Of course, because the Chiefs knew they needed a field goal to tie. And that's where you get to, you know, you had yourself a fourth down situation inside the 10, right? Were that the, were that the nine yard line when they chose to kick the field Something goal? Something like that, yeah. I had no problem with that. I mean, I. No, no, I didn't have a problem with kicking the field goal. But if it were flipped. Had you known that the Chiefs had scored a touchdown on the previous possession, you know what you're not doing? Kicking a field goal. No, and you probably may be running the ball on third down as well. Because you would have had had a fourth down to work with there. And and then in that scenario, too, just playing it out a little bit here, if you score a touchdown to match the Chiefs' touchdown on the previous possession, we're going to assume that the Chiefs kicked the field goal, or I'm sorry, the extra point, you have the option then to go for the win, right? Right, and not give it to the. You Chiefs. have so much more control of the situation, in my opinion. If in fact you defer, you kick, and you play defense first. I think what we've seen. I would be really surprised in the future going forward if a coach does not, if they win the coin toss, if they do not kick off and elect to have the second possession. I would because not everybody necessarily would go for a two point conversion and the win if you both score a touchdown. But I think a lot of coaches now, having seen this play out the way it did, are going to want are going to strongly consider it. I don't think having the possession on the third possession to start it is a, is necessarily something you should be that should be your priority. That should be down yeah, the list. Exactly, especially when you are facing a quarterback of the caliber of Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes, and you do have to factor in because this isn't just a Super Bowl situation. 
Like, you will have to face different guys getting to the Super Bowl. You make, may make it, I wouldn't, you may make a different decision if you're in a playoff game and you're facing Baker Mayfield versus if you're, if you're facing Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And that's where I think the analytics part of it gets overplayed a little bit, and there is no experience. There's no track yes. record for any of this because this is the first overtime game in the postseason since the rule change. Yeah, And, and here's hoping that the Bears find themselves in a situation where they need to make one of these decisions in the postseason because it means that they have made progress and they are in the postseason. I guess, perhaps. But your tongue. I'd much rather they go to the playoffs and just throttle every opponent and they never have to worry about making that okay, decision. Okay, that's fine, but that's an ex- that's an extreme. My point is is I hope to they get to, they get yeah. to the postseason. Waddle, I just hope if they get to the postseason they find themselves in a position where they're headed to overtime to win a playoff game, the team now is aware of what's going on. Like they know what the rules are. You know, the the 49ers it clearly I, got caught with their pants there's down. There's no doubt. And listen, I as I said, I loved Shanahan I love Shanahan and, and what he does in this game. But I heard guys talking about it today on ESPN. I think it was on Get Up. If this was Mike McCarthy, Ooh. people would be killing him. Yeah. Killing him for well, his decision. I, and I do think Kyle's getting a, a, a good deal of criticism. Some, but not as much. It's, you know, again, if this was Mike McCarthy, I think the response would be a little bit different. 312-332-3776. Waddle and Sylvie hanging out with you until 630. Don't forget that extra half hour now, 230 to 630. We'll cross talk with Black and Abdallah at 615 tonight. We have Jesse Rogers live from spring training. He's going to join us at 4 o'clock. Waddle's World at its new time, 430 today. And, of course, we... We have Aki's A-List at 5.30. And, again, your chance to qualify for that Steinhoffel's uh, giveaway, the $1,000 to $500 gift card travel vouchers for you, a chance to qualify later today in the 5 o'clock hour. I'm Jeff Miller in for Sylvie on Waddle and Sylvie. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie. ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Waddle and Sylvie, Jeff Meller in for Sylvie today as Sylvie's on vacation, hanging out with you on this Valentine's Day. Waddle, you want to give uh, Brock Purdy a yeah, Valentine's Yeah, I just wonder how people like... Um, Day card. I thought Brock Purdy played well in the Super Bowl. I don't. I mean, there was obviously he was up against the best quarterback in the league, and some would argue the best quarterback that's ever played. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm looking for Brock's his numbers. Stats. He was 23 of 38. Yeah, for 255 and a touchdown, and he had uh, 12 rushing yards as well. I mean, this seemed to be a, a conversation piece leading into the Super Bowl. Just how much credit does Brock Purdy? Deserve. Thought it was an excellent season. It's the first loss, postseason loss he's ever had in a game where he actually started and finished. Mm-hmm. Because you remember last year when he was, they were facing off with the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC title game. He lasted all of what, a couple drives and then bowed out. Yeah, yeah got hurt. I was waiting for Tyler. <laughs> and then Tyler to, to yeah, finish tore his, his ulnar collateral so Josh ligament. Johnson, you take this yeah. one. And then I don't uh, have it in me. Tyler, that is probably. I'm not even going to say it's a take. At this point, I think you're just joking. But that's probably... Do you have any regrets for, for having regrets? that stance? Stop throwing the ball on the sideline. He was, thro- he was throwing on the sideline. Uh, did you... 
Did you see the news that came out yesterday? Um, Chiefs guard Nick Allegretti. Yeah, he tore he his, his, his ulnar collateral lig- ligament and continued mm. to play. Just going to throw he, it out there, right, he's Tyler? He's a guard. It's a local guy. He's got he, a little dog in him. He's a guard and is not throwing the football. Had he been asked to throw the football he's only with the arm that had the torn men. ligament in his elbow, he probably wouldn't have been able to do it. Do, do you not do a little pushing on the offensive line? <laughs> Extending the arm? Against 300-pound men? I mean, yeah, Brock I, I, Purdy's fighting against so no, how how I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm no doctor, but something tells me that throwing motion is an entirely different requirement than it is actually. And I'm not belittling how difficult that task was considering the injury or how much it may have harmed him or hurt him. But come on. So is, is that safe to say you're not a Brock? You may not be no, Shea. I like, I like Brock Purdy, actually. Okay, because Shea yeah. still, does, is, was this a I, I told you so moment on, for Shea? On Saturday, yeah. Brock you? Purdy. I stood Did up you? for Brock. He and did. I was actually surprised because I was uh, listening, and Shea was definitely not having any of the uh, support for Brock Purdy. Yeah. I listen. I think he's a good football player. I think Brock Purdy's another example of of a guy that at times doesn't get enough credit for playing well, and people always he, like to suggest he's he, only a product of his situation. And I've said to you guys forever. Yes. And may, I'm not telling you I'm right. I'm just telling you that this is how I feel about it. Yes. It's hard to be damn good all the time. It's the hardest it, position to play. Dude, it is so and I think right. we've got some some audio from Tom Brady that kind of discusses some stuff oh, yeah, yeah. in a different context. But when I say to you guys and you guys yell at me, I think I think there's an assumption with all football fans that <laughs> there, there are there are no shades of gray when it comes to quarterback evaluation. Dude, you are so right. I Have you had an epiphany? Literally last... Listen, there's a, there's a little bit of a disconnect, but we can get there. Literally last night, as I was talking my son Alex into bed, we didn't actually watch the Super Bowl together because he was at a ski camp, so he watched it with his grandparents after the ski camp. I was at home. He's trying. So he was telling me, you know, I was, he was giving me a little bit of his feedback on the game, and he said, you know, it was... Uh, it's a bad game. He's like, like there. He didn't know what was going on in the first half. I, it, you know, it was disjointed. It was, it was sloppy. Yeah, I agree like, with if, if there's not forty points scored by each team, he thinks it's a bad game. That's but, and he said, you know, he's like, I don't know what Mahomes was doing on that one throw with the interception. He's like, and I said to him, I was like, listen, it's you can't always be perfect. And to your point, I said they, they make it look so easy. Ninety nine yes. times out of a hundred, he puts the ball exactly where he wants it to go. But every once in a while. He's not perfect. It's hard to throw a football. Sometimes you overthrow a guy a little bit. And by the way, even the sometimes, best in the world. Sometimes you're not even recognizing the pressure that a quarterback is under. Sure. You don't realize that his sight line is being hindered by a defender. Yes. And you, you don't even, know yes. ultimately the abuse he takes once the ball leaves his hand. And they, they make it look so easy that people take it for granted that every throw should be perfection. So, and it's been my point all along. I've never tried to sell you personally. And you and I have had this discussion a million times in the last decade. I've never tried to sell you that Kirk Cousins and Jared Goff and guys of that ilk are great quarterbacks. But I don't believe they get enough credit for being as good as they are the majority of the time. Jared Goff, even in the throws of his, I'm using that phrase quite a bit today. Sorry. He's in the midst, we'll call it that, of a really good stretch. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to argue with anybody that wants to say it's because he's got Ben Johnson as his offensive coordinator. He's got Laporta as his tight end. He's got sure. good talent around him. 
but he still has to deliver the football. There are plenty of guys out there that have solid people around them and don't execute the position or don't play the position at a high level. So I've always said to you, look, I'm never going to try to tell you that Kirk Cousins is great. But it is not easy to throw for over 4,000 yards, six or seven seasons, and 30 touchdowns or close to 30 touchdowns every year. And listen, I'm with you there. That's where we're absolutely in lockstep. I have no problem with Brock Purdy. I think what you've seen is the San Francisco 49ers offense, with, with the best player caller in the game that we both agree calling plays for him, has been elevated with Brock Purdy as the quarterback. Yes. Even with guys like Jimmy Garoppolo helping the 49ers go to the Super Bowl. You can see that Brock Purdy, what he does, what he's been able to do, and what he enables Kyle Shanahan to call, I do think that they're a better team. Yes. They just ran into the best team in the league. Yes. And the best player in the league. And this is where... And you took them to overtime. And I would suggest to you as well, and, and look, I'm not trying to sell you that Brock Purdy is, is a top five quarterback. He's not elite. There's only a couple of elite quarterbacks and, in the league. Yes. And I think what, when we have this quarterback conversation, I would just... You fan however you want. I fan like... This group is over here. And to even discuss guys, whether it's Kirk Cousins or it's, it's, it's even, I mean, Dak. Every, Dak had as good a yeah. year this year as any. You, you, it's My, a roller coaster. Yes. And, and for anyone to like look at Jared Goff and say, yeah. And Waddle, it's funny because I, and, I, and this is like to get back to Shea and Tyler yelling a little bit about Purdy. You know, Shea was yelling about Purdy and how it's, he's surrounded by all these great skill position players and that's the reason they're great. And I went back to thinking about it's the same uniform in 1988, 1989. I'm not saying Joe Montana, though, was throwing the ball Absolutely. to Jerry Rice, Roger Craig. Right. Bill, Bill Walsh was putting him yes. in position to be successful and Joe Montana was throwing the ball where it needed to be. I'm not saying Brock Purdy is Joe Montana. Joe Montana didn't have have the strongest arm in the world. Joe Montana wasn't, despite what Michael Wilbon will tell you, was one of these elite athletes. The great players, they oftentimes need other great players as well to help them. And and that's the thing about the game, the greatest have, team so game have in you changed sports. your perspective on quarterback no, play a little where bit? We, where we always disagreed, though, was when you started to, when you have to pay someone like Kirk Cousins in a salary cap game, 40 plus million dollars. Like Jared that changes Goff, the dynamic. Jared Goff, part of the reason why he's had a renaissance in Detroit was because all of a sudden that cap number wasn't as crippling to them as it was to the Rams because the Rams had paid that signing bonus, the guaranteed money that was on there. And they, they couldn't surround they, him they with the same type of when players. That deal was when, but when that deal was made, Jared Goff was basically a throw-in because of the, 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 the albatross Absolutely. of a contract that, that he brought with him, or so it was perceived to be. But when he, but the number he was going to the Lions on wasn't the same number as the Rams right. because of the signing bonus that the Rams were hit with. I am, I, I am with you there as well. And so that, that's my only, that's, I think that's where we differ, is when I get to the point where I have to make a decision, do I want to pay a maybe a top 12, but right around the fringes quarterback, but I, got, I have to pay him? this excessive amount of money that I know is going to hurt the team around him, that's where I'm sometimes like, I think I might be better off going and trying to find a different quarterback. And that's fair. And then that's fair as, as like, I if was you said always me, with you. I was always with you on someone like Matthew Stafford. I said, I think Matthew Stafford has the arm strength, and if you get him in the right spot, I think you... And, that's, and he ended up winning a right. Super Bowl with the Rams. It was always someone like Cousins where I'm like, I don't know if I want to pay them 40 plus million dollars because I think as a as an as a franchise, as an organization, we might have a we might have a ceiling with that guy that we can't get. And that's fair. Above. Totally fair. But at the end of the day, 
they're getting their, their money's worth. The, the Vikings? Whoever's at, like... Oh, the quarterbacks. The, when they, If they hit free agency like Kirk well, Cousins no, 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 is going no. what to. What I'm saying is the Vikings have gotten their money's worth with regard to his production. The, the Lions have gotten their money's worth. Do I want to pay either one of those guys as the top-paid quarterback in the National Football League? No, I don't. I agree. I'm with you on that. Yeah, front. I, guess. I guess my point was, is, is that, and I like Purdy. I'm just saying the people that were defending Purdy, which I think you should, I hope you also have an appreciation for the other guys in the league that are surrounded by good coordinators and good players, but yet they still find a way to play the game at a high level. Yeah. Whether it's Stafford, it's Jared Goff, it's Kirk Cousins. It's really hard to become one of those elite guys. Absolutely. And you know what? Brock Purdy is taking advantage of every opportunity that Kyle Shanahan is giving him. And it's really hard to look at the 49ers and see their offense and at the level that it's operated at all season long and believe there's uh, too many quarterbacks who would have had a better season than Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy had with them this yeah. year. I mean, he was, listen, I think he was second or third in, all, in, in pro or uh, MVP voting as well, wasn't he? Well, listen, yes, but like his, his QB rating was 113. He had the highest right. rating in the league this year. Right, and, and my point is, is again, I'm, when you talk salaries and money, I get that. That's true. I just don't think some of these guys get the the... They don't get the recognition for how well they play for whatever reason. Not everyone's Mahomes. Not everyone can play the game in the manner in which Josh Allen. Listen, we have become, I think, a a sports center highlight society where we may we may overvalue the overall performance of a quarterback based on the highlights you see on Get Up or Sports Center or Stephen A. Show or anything else. When at the end of the day. Those handful of highlights, to me, are not as impressive as the overall play of someone like Jared Goff. We went through this conversation. We do it every time. At the start of the year, would you rather have Justin Fields or Jared Goff? And I guarantee you 90% of the people on this station said Justin Fields, his potential. The answer is Jared Goff. I love that. We have to unpack a little more of that. Taking your calls as well. 312-332-3776. Is the answer? Is the answer Jared Goff or is it not Jared Goff? Do I get Ben Johnson with That's Jared part Goff? of the equation. He's Tom Waddle. I'm Jeff Meller. In for Sylvie. More on that. And Jesse Rogers joins us at four from spring training. This is Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. Waddle and Sylvie, Meller in for Sylvie today, hanging out with you on uh, Valentine's Day, having some fun, some uh Leftovers from the Super Bowl that we've been tackling, along with your calls, 312-332-3776. Oh, we'll have plenty of time to discuss Bears issues. The Bears have taken center stage now in the football universe yes. with the Super Bowl in the rearview mirror. They were trying to kind of like squeak in and, you know, whether they, it wasn't their, it wasn't like the Bears were doing it, but just by a product of where they're at with the Justin Fields contract right. with, uh, or, you know, Entering his fourth year, fifth year option, and of course having the number one overall pick, they've taken center stage. Whether um, 
Bears fans like it or not, right. amongst NFL media. So we're talking about that and also the just how difficult the quarterback position is to play and how some guys make it look so easy that sometimes we take for granted when guys are doing good things right. and you're giving other people credit. Let's try John, who's in Charlotte, wants to talk a little bit about the Bears. What's going on, John? What's up, gentlemen? Long-time listener. <clears throat> yeah, can you hear me? Yes, yes. All good. Appreciate your patronage. What's up, John? Yeah, man, long-time listener. I remember them days back when we were talking about, when you guys were talking about looking for help for Lou Aldang and uh, Joe Kim Noah and looking at O.J. Mayo and yeah, all just the air talk that happened around that time. Just, that need, a a sh- time just need a shooting guard, John, and then everything will be yeah. set. Well, we got one with Keith Bogans. We got Keith Bogans. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. We yeah, do. long, long time. Long listen, time. I'm here in Charlotte, so you guys bring Chi-Town down to Charlotte. I just need some Portillo's nice. and I'll be good to go. Awesome. Awesome. All right, quick question. So I'm a I'm a draft a quarterback sympathizer. So I kind of want to contextualize my argument real quick in the form of a question. Okay. So would would you say? Okay, here's the the three teams that are um, in the mock draft that are going to take quarterbacks. Um, projected to take quarterbacks. So Washington Commanders would they give us their second pick for Justin Fields? The second overall or the second uh, round pick? Mm-hmm. Or well, yeah. Second overall second no. overall pick. No, no chance. Probably no, right? No. Would the Atlanta Falcons give us their eighth pick for Justin Fields? I don't believe so. Probably not. Denver Broncos give us their they're, – they're projected to take J.J. McCarthy. You think they would give us their pick for Justin Fields? Uh, what 12. pick is that, 12? I would say yep. no. Um, some may argue, but I would say no. Okay. I Do you agree. think any of those teams will give us their pick for Caleb Williams? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So so doesn't that tell all the Justin Fields sympathizers everything they need to know? Um, I, I, I think that that makes it a little too simple, John. I think it's a really good point. Uh, there's, you know, listen, there's a contract issue that's also attached here. Like, well, but that that leans more into, you know, Caleb's favor. Correct. There's there's no doubt. I mean, but but my point is, is that if you're one of these other teams that's going to trade your first round pick for Justin, you pretty much are picking up his fifth year yes. option. Oh, yeah. So that's... you're 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 you're, well, you're acquiring a player who's not going to be on a rookie contract. You're acquiring a player that you're probably going to invest thirty million dollars in over the course of the next two seasons. Listen, if you if you go, so that will prove all the, the point even more for why you would ship him off, right? Because we're in that position essentially. Let's say he doesn't play for our team. We're like, okay, Justin or Caleb. It's the same for us. It's the same decision making process as it would be for someone else who needs a QB, and they would have to pick up that. We're picking up that fifth-year option if we keep them. You know what I mean? So, yeah, no, no, no. I, yeah. I'm with you. Like, for me, though, I've said this a, a ton. My decision is based more on whether or not I feel the guy that you're potentially going to draft is a better player than the financials. The financials are a piece to this puzzle, and thanks for the call, John. I'm not denying that. Mm-hmm. But I'm not making this decision if I'm the Bears based on money. I'm, that may be part of it, but the bigger part of it is if, in fact, I pivot, it's because I believe through my extensive evaluation process that one of these guys is a better player. Yeah, I think that's my ultimate decisioning or decision maker. The financials are just kind of an ancillary issue attached to it. I'm not I, saying it's it's not important, but if I come to the conclusion that 
nobody's worthy of that first overall pick or they don't make me a better football team, I'm not worried about resetting the clock. I'm worried about having the better quarterback. That's my, my, my greater concern. I think you can use the Super Bowl and Patrick Mahomes as the example of what you're chasing, right? Like, if you can – and this, you know, I don't – Caleb Williams, I don't – thinking he's going to be Patrick Mahomes is kind of silly – but if he can be in that ballpark and you can get that type of player at that position, you solve a lot of problems. Yeah. If you can get that type of player on a rookie contract and you can have that in your oh, favor absolutely. for, like, let's not say the rookie in the second year, but for the third and fourth year, if you can get that type of player on that deal, like some players in the league have been, Joe Burrow, Justin absolutely. Herbert, it's a huge benefit. You, you are in a position that very few teams in the league are. I'm just telling you that huge advantage. if I put my criteria, the list together in a power rankings of what's more important, money's not number one. Number one is is my, it would be my decision that this guy's a better player. I will say that for the people who are you know staunchly in favor of keeping Justin Fields, they're argument is that they believe Justin Fields is a very good quarterback in this league and if you could surround him with what you get for that first overall pick they believe the talent will be unlocked I don't necessarily agree with that I haven't seen enough from Justin Fields to make that leap and say you can bypass the opportunity you have drafting a Caleb Williams or if you deem Drake May or Jaden Daniels that guy I can't I haven't seen enough from Justin Fields to make that leap of faith if I'm Ryan Poles I've made that same I agree with you I've made the same point for months now like there are some people out there that believe and you're welcome to believe whatever you want that there's no way you should even consider moving off of Justin because there's no chance that the 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 guy you draft first could be a better option it's all because things didn't go well here and i just yeah i don't i don't subscribe to that after 3 years for me there's been just too much inconsistency where i i can't see this move is forward. how i've said jeff my mind is open to taking that route if you go through the evaluation process and you don't like what you see from everybody involved, I'm fine with moving forward. If that's the decision you make, you've gone through it all, and that's the decision mm-hmm. you make. My mind's open to all of it. The folks that m- their minds isn't open to moving on from Justin because you can't see an environment where somebody else may come in and give you more, I think that's a, just my own opinion. I just can't. I think that's as close-minded as you could possibly be. This conversation continues to be one that heats everybody up. We will continue to talk about it a little bit later. We were going to shift our attention, though, just ever so briefly to some spring training pitchers and catchers. Jesse Rogers, live from Arizona. He joins us next.